Good morning! Hope everybody's doing well on this wonderful and beautiful Monday morning. I hope everybody had a great and wonderful and blessed weekend. You're ready to start the day running and I'll get the week going in the right direction. I hope everybody is just praising the Lord this morning that He gave you another day to serve Him. Whatever mistakes that happened yesterday, you got a do-over for today. So praise the Lord for that, that He loves you and He wants to encourage you and He wants to help you. So, uh, man, what a great day to be alive. I know Mondays, are, as a rule, are not fun. I know Mondays are a dread. But, man, praise God that uh, you're able to have the gifts and abilities that so many people give anything to be able to have, that you're able to walk, talk, speak, feed yourself. You have things that people would give anything to do. And uh, so you should be happy and praising God for what he has blessed you with and what he's doing in your life. So let's use this day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So my friends, let us rejoice for another day to serve an almighty God. All right, my friends, let's see who we've got watching this morning. we got Miss Angel Dixon, Amy Oster, Jennifer Honeycutt, Brandy Boyd Young, Tracy Little, Terry Hutchison. Appreciate all you wonderful, cool cats and kittens <laughs> tuning in and watching this morning. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our morning pledge of allegiance. Attention, salute, and pledge. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag, and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again, with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path, and will hide his words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Praise the Lord for these wonderful pledges we get to say each and every morning, the freedom to do so. My friends, tomorrow is a big day. It is election day. And oh, I messed up my podium here. It is very, very important that if you haven't already, that you get out and vote. This is crucial uh, that we try to make some real changes because we cannot continue on the path and the road that we are on. And not only do you need to vote, but we need to cover this country in prayer and cover our leaders in prayer that if those we elect, if it is indeed a red wave, that they will have the intestinal fortitude and the spine to stand up against these power-hungry liberals and try to make a difference instead of kowtowing and then giving into uh, under-the-table, back-ended deals and just playing the game as normal. Let's hope and pray that they will try to reverse some of these uh, immoral socialistic agendas that are being pushed out there. So we need to pray, and we need to pray hard, because our freedom is on the line, my friends, big time. And uh, there's already been threats from uh, Obama, uh, Barack, and uh, uh, others like him who uh, want to jail journalists or jail any of those who oppose uh, these individuals. So uh, it's, it's important, guys. It is very important. All right, let's look at our uh, verse of discussion, our verses of discussion this morning in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 5. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared 
who forbid marriage and required abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. Praise the Lord. Sorry the slide wasn't more fancy, but uh, it, it, uh, it gets the point across. Yeah. But anyway, my friends, I guess what we need to look at here uh, this morning in regards to these verses is that, you know, there are um, a lot of people who have indeed fallen away from the Christian faith for various reasons. Uh, maybe they, you know, I've talked before about being church hurt. Uh, you know, uh, there's uh, sadly... Uh, perverted pastors out there who've ran off with other men's wives and obviously if you know that happened uh you know my wife she she's married to the preacher and, and uh <laughs> so but uh, you know but you know if it uh you know obviously that would cause you not to want to go to church anymore if that happened uh you know or if you were treated rudely or uh you know or whatever it may be uh, or maybe if the devil gets in your head and there's just been a falling away. You know, there, there, there are things that happen in your life. Uh, you know, I've, I've met people where they've had encountered one death after another, after another, after another. And it just gets, becomes overwhelming. And so they just want to withdraw, not only from church, but from society, from, from people in general. They just want to, uh, you know, it's not that they're agoraphobia, but it's just that today are... They just, want, they just want to cut themselves off. And if you're suffering from depression or dealing with loss, that is the worst thing you could do. The best thing you can do is make yourself get out. Make yourself go for nature walks. Make yourself go to the Walmart and just walk around. You've got to make yourself get you out of that, that zone, if you will, and, uh, and and get around other people. But the fact remains is that there are people who have a, a, a plethora of excuses as to why maybe the others are falling away. And if you say, well, that will never happen to me, then woe be unto you, because that's been a very, could happen to any single person, preacher or not, it can happen to anybody, all men have feet of clay, all men and women are susceptible to uh, the pitfalls, the snares that Satan lays out before them, and so we never have, have, need to have the arrogance to say, well, I would never fall or fail, because that's at the very moment you will probably will do so, so we have to be in our guard, how do we guard against these things, well, obviously, there's no perfect church. In fact, like my dad always said, if you ever find a perfect church, don't go to it, you'll ruin it. <laughs> so, you know, there are no perfect churches. Not every church is going to have every single thing that, that you want, like, or desire. Not every pastor is going to uh, meet your your standards, all right? I remember a good friend of mine, David Green, he's passed away now, but I remember he came over to the house and he's having us work on a car. We had a problem with our air conditioner in our car and he's having us fix it. And I was joking and teasing and he was right in the middle of working on the engine and uh, he just stopped, looked at me, and said, "You're not like any preacher I've ever met." <laughs> I said, "Thank you, because as a rule, I don't like a lot of pastors. They're so full of their selves and so arrogant, and they just, you know, I can't stand to be around them. I really don't. They, they look at you like, oh, look at you, peon. Don't you wish you were at my level of spirituality? I mean, that's really how they come across. And I am just me. All right, I'm just." 
I just, I, I learned that from my dad. He's gonna tear my hole is at the pulpit. I just, I'm just, I'm just who I am. You like it, love it, love it, hate it, whatever. I don't put on for nobody. All right, I, I'm just, I just, I'm just myself. I'm a sinner saved by grace, and just, I'm just a Christian, and just for whatever reason, the Lord's called to preach. And uh, I have my mistakes. I mess up. I screw up just like everybody else. And so uh, that's why I joke and tease and just, you know, I, I just, you know, that's what God wants us to be. You know, he wants he want us to put on airs. But those are those kind of attributes that turn off a lot of people towards Christianity because it's like everybody's judging them. Like everybody's looking their nose down at them. Everybody's just, you know, staring right through them. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's just in your head, you know, because you're under the condition of, of your actions, what you have done, you know, before coming to know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. So you come into a church and you feel like everybody knows every little thing you've done, the things that you have thought or said. And so it brings you under further conviction. But see, that's the devil. He wants you to stay out of church. He wants you to say, oh, well, the walls will cave in if I come into the church or you don't understand what I've done. So he, that's what he does to use that as a, as a way to keep you out of church, to keep you falling as Farther, fall further away from what God wants you to do. And the fact remains is nobody has a clue what you have done or what you thought or what you have said. And so, you know, you should get that out of your head and, and get into church and know that you are forgiven and that you are indeed loved. But, you know, one thing we have to see here, too, what Paul is describing is that falling away uh, are the people who are not enjoying God and, and the blessings that he provides. You know, that's one thing we have to understand. But they have fallen uh, into an outward form of, of religion. They, they deny themselves, and, and such as marriage and certain foods. And, and uh, you know, that's what Paul is getting at in regards to this passage here. And the fact that, you know, really that we are engaged in, uh, in spiritual warfare. And, you know, and because we do live in a material world, and, you know, and we are fighting against the forces of darkness, we're fighting against spiritual beings that we cannot see. And so, you know, and so that's one thing we have to do is be aware and be on our guard, being in God's Word daily, spending that time of prayer, and, and be on our, because realize that the devil is like a lion. He's waiting, he's, he's watching, and he's wanting to pounce on you, and he wants to destroy you. See, he wants to hurt God. He knows he can't hurt God. So what does he do? He hurts his children. That's how he tries to get to God. And, you know, that's why I've always said, you know, it's easy to say, you know, uh, that I would never deny God. And if it's myself, that's easy to proclaim that, I feel like. You know, you don't know what given situation. But if they're holding a gun uh, to your wife's head, your child's head, or they're threatening to torture them, uh, you know, that uh, that brings a whole different perspective of, you know, Lord, give me the strength to never deny you, even in such a horrible and horrific situation of praying to God. That never happens uh, because take me, let me, you know, I, I, I will die in their place, spare them, take me, you know. Uh, any real man uh, would do that. And again, I don't see how these these. I have to be very careful. <laughs> I said so much that these spineless men who apparently when you go to New York, uh, they uh, are castrated because uh, I don't understand how uh, this woman that was attacked in the subway, uh, beaten so bad she's probably going to be blind in one eye, and men just walking past and not doing a thing. I don't get that. I mean, it's just the way that I'm raised. I'm not bad. I'm not tough. Uh, but I will not stand there and watch somebody being beat. And so I'm not telling you right now, I'd have tackled that guy and win, lose, or draw, buddy. I would have, there's no way I could just stand by there and do that. 
But, you know, that's the thing, though. We need to understand the devil does not play fair. He wants to use us to hurt God. And just like, you know, I, 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 we've got a, a fat cat that runs around here. And I ain't saying that joking. My cat is freaking huge fat, all right? <laughs> she is big boned. But anyway, you can watch her uh, outside and she'll get down and, you know, and she's watching something, particularly our little chihuahua. She loves to torment me for whatever reason. And so you'll be outside trying to pee or something and that cat is lying there and she's watching me. And she just slowly starts moving. And that chihuahua don't have a clue. He's just pouncing around, wagging his tail. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, man, that cat comes charging right after. He scares that dog to death. I feel sorry for him, but it's funny at the same time. But that's what the devil does. We're prancing around, thinking everything's good and dandy, wagging our tails and just having a good old time. Boom, man, that's when the devil hits you hard. You're like, Whoa, what just happened? You know? And that's why we have to be on our guard. That's why we have to be aware of temptation and those things that the devil wants to do to bring us down. And that's why we have to be very careful of who we listen to. That's like you know, I tell people, whether it's me, my dad, I don't care who, what pastor it is, you always double check, all right? Don't just take our word for it. You look it up. Maybe I read something and I misunderstood it and say, hey, Matt, you said such and such, and I don't think that's right. Well, I'll say, well, let me research it, you know? And, and and that has happened sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know what? You're right. I totally misinterpreted that. Thank you for bringing it back to my attention because I don't want to mislead anybody. If I said something from the pulpit, and even after I said it, I thought, something don't sound right, and I'll go back and look it up. I'll make it a point to do a public, whether it's a, a, a um, text on uh, social media or verbally on camera i will say hey like guys i messed up you know and i'll try to correct it but that's why you know there's a lot of people out there just taking a lot of things for face value and are being led down the wrong path there are a lot of apostates out there. there's a lot of pastors out there unfortunately who will intentionally lead you down the wrong path and we have to be very very careful about that because you know it's one thing to understand there's there's a, a demonic influence and attack from outside but what's sad is within the Christian community, there are those on the inside that we don't suspect will try to bring you down. And that's why we have to be very careful. That's why there's so many uh, touchy, uh, feely little churches out there that just want to pat you on the head and tell you what a little good boy and little girl you are and send you out the door. There's there's no substance. There's no meat. There's no conviction of sin. There's nothing to say that they aren't preaching anything to tell you that you are in need of a Savior and you are in need of Jesus Christ. And that's what we need. I don't think you got to get up there and spit and scream with your handkerchief and jumping on the pews and, uh, and preaching hellfire and damnation. Uh, and uh, that's not what it's about. But we do need to make sure we're preaching it. The fact that there is a very real hell and there is a very real heaven and you have to decide and choose which where you want to spend your eternity at and the fact that we don't need to uh justify our sins but abhor and hate our sins and try to to fight against that and put on the full armor of god and be ready and engaged in the battle because uh, the spiritual warfare it is in the mind and uh you know and so we need to be make sure that we are zealous for the truth and what we what we enter into our mind will affect our morals and our morality uh, you know, it's just so sad that it seems like every TV show that you see or watch anymore, they have to be inclusive. You know, I, I used to like to watch Doctor Who, and but then they had to to try to feminize it, and then now they're trying to they're to, putting in to be more inclusive. Uh, and Africa says it's going to be the first uh, uh, openly gay Doctor Who, and of course it has to be a black homosexual, and with his companion who is going to be the first uh, black transgender, and it's just like. Why? You know, I don't give a rat's dairy ear what color you are. If that's part of the storyline, but why 
push this stuff. They said uh, they, they've had too many years of white heterosexual males. Oh my gosh, how dare them to celebrate heterosexuality? Uh, you know, I just, I just had a belly full. I don't care if you're male or female. I don't care if you're black, white, gray, purple, whatever. But quit trying to push this perversion down my throat. I'm sick of it. I think everybody else had a belly full of it, too. Now, see, we, what it is, was it Hitler that it said, if you keep telling a lie uh, long enough, you, uh, you start to think it's the truth. And that's really the, the, the push from the progressive liberal left to keep pushing this lie, pushing this lie, pushing this lie, to the point where we are in our own minds, people start to think that it's okay and, and there's nothing wrong with it. And uh, it's just these people are in need of real psychiatric and spiritual help. And then the fact the world is trying to have this attack on the nuclear family and try to push this as normal is when it's anything but. <coughs> Excuse me. But so that's why we have to make sure that we are on, on our guard and not allow the, the cultural uh, mores to affect our morality and our spirituality as Christians. So make sure that you are very, uh, very aware of that. And make sure you hold on to that integrity and truth. And the only way you can do that is staying in the Word. And, uh, and of course, uh, the antidote is to hold to integrity and truth, but God's Word of truth and personal truthfulness. If you sin, confess and forsake it. Don't cover it up. Daily be in God's Word and let it search your heart so that you can confront sin and grow in holiness. So be alert of the spiritual dangers that comes through the mind, my friends. We have to be on our guard. The devil don't play fair. And we have to be ready and, and when he attacks because it's not a matter of if, but he will. So be so enjoy that time with the Lord. Be thankful for that time with the Lord. Praise him. Honor him. And make that be the forefront of everything that you say and do. Let us pray. If our Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Thanks so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to be aware of, of the apostates out there. Help us to be aware of the pitfalls and snares. Help us to be on our guard so that we don't fall away. Help us, Lord Jesus, not to be lukewarm, but on fire for you and to serve you with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. Lord, if you've been watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray each and every morning, be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning, and watch over, protect them, keep them safe well as they're going out and come again. Be with our children, our spouses, or going to school, work, or play. Put a holy age of protection about them. Bring them home safely, Lord Jesus. And Lord, just help us all to be a light in this world of darkness. Let us serve you well and do your perfect work. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, it is once again that time. I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.